Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The following is a paid commercial program on 94.3 WSC. The views expressed by the host of this program do not necessarily reflect the views of iHeartMedia, 94.3 WSC, its advertisers, sponsors, or management. This is The Real Estate Show with Rick Willis. A show about home sales, mortgage issues, investing, and everything about the American dream. And that means a lot as someone who enjoys radio and really enjoys your program. And now The Real Estate Show with Rick Willis on 94.3 WSC. Hello, Charleston. Welcome. Welcome to today's Rick Willis Real Estate Show. We talk real estate here. Everything about real estate. Buying, selling, investing. Commercial property, vacant land, income-producing property, primary home, secondary home, you name it, this is the right place to be. Well, folks, we're in our 16th year here on the air in Charleston, and it's a pleasure to have you listening. Always, we have new listeners tune in for the first time, and I've got some Steady followers that I can't get rid of no matter what I do. Welcome, one and all. It's important that you know that this is a call-in talk radio show, and it's live. I'm here in the studio. I have a producer behind the glass. And you're able to call me with any question about any kind of real estate. And I want to give you the number and copy this down, please, because uh, as the show goes on, you're going to want to call me. 843-721-8255 is the number here. 843-721-8255. That's the number right here in the studio. You call, the producer picks up, puts you on hold, and at the right time, I push a button and we get your question answered. Always remember, folks, there is no such thing as a silly question only not asking it. The difference between asking a question and not asking a question could be $1,000, $10,000, or hundreds of thousands of dollars over the lifetime of your being in a property or for the loan itself that you're going to get. So remember something. Uh, I've done this for 40 plus years. I've pretty much seen it all, heard it all, done it all, and uh, I can help you make money or save you from losing money. The number here to call, 843-721-8255. Well, I'm back from the island of St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. Some of you know, some of you don't know, but last week uh, we had a tape-in of a previous show, so I wasn't here live. And I've been going down to the island of St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands for about 35 years. And don't tell too many people, but it's it's paradise. Number one, it's the U.S., so you don't need a passport. Number two, it's not real crowded. 
and but it's got all the services you need. And if you want to see where I stayed and where I would recommend, if you like a Caribbean vacation, the Buccaneer Hotel, the Buccaneer Hotel, St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. It's the property, it's the island, and I'm done experimenting with other places. Been to quite a few other islands over the course of a, the last 40 years and don't need to experiment anymore. But here we are back in Charleston, and it's important to know that the marketplace is strong, the marketplace is active, and when I say the marketplace, of course I'm referring to real estate. I had someone yesterday chat with me and said they understand the market softening a little bit, slowing down. And I said, well, not that I have seen. I am busier right now in January and first couple weeks of February than I have been the entire 16 years that I've been involved in real estate here in the greater Charleston area. It is just plain booming out there, folks, for me. And yes, when you work in commission sales, sometimes you have periods of a lot of activity and then it gets a little slower. But I tell you what, the buyers are out in force. And for any of you listening that are considering selling your property, why on earth would you wait till spring? It's a perfect time right now. The number of active listings, of course, will increase as the weather warms up. And there's uninformed sellers that want to wait for the spring market, the summer market. Well, why, why would you do that? See, there's people that will buy today. And if you don't want to relocate or move even till spring, late spring or early summer, there are buyers that will buy, close on the property, let you remain in the property uh, even though they own it, you pay a leaseback fee, but you've got your money. You can move on to do what you need to do. Or they will contract now for your home and they'll wait to close for two months, three months, four months, five months. How do you know? Get it on the market. The timing is good right now. And folks, I'm here in the studio an hour a week. And when I'm not here, I help people sell their home. I help people sell their business, commercial property, vacant land, investment property. I'm an active realtor, and I do this one hour per week. Uh, this past week, I helped somebody price their property. And as a matter of fact, just yesterday, uh, I helped uh, a young lady who earlier in the week purchased a property. I was that individual's buyer's agent. She happened to have purchased a new construction property and contingent on the sale of her home. And when we had chatted earlier, she had a price in mind of what she wanted to ask for the home. And what I said to her was this. I said, you know, you've got four other properties in the same community that you're in that are for sale. And I really think in order to get a good feel of what your home should be listed at and what it will sell for, we really need to look at the other homes on the inside, not just a multiple listing sheet or the photographs, but actually go there and look at them to be able to price your property correctly. You see, this individual had contracted for a new home 
that is under construction contingent on the sale of her home. And she has to get the home sold in a very short period of time in order not to lose the home and or to get over $15,000 of incentives to be able to close by the end of March. So yesterday I set appointments, actually my assistant set appointments for me to show four properties to the person who wanted to list and sell their home with me. We went out and we looked at the properties and lo and behold, uh, we came back and said, you know, I think we need to price the property lower than we originally thought because at least two of the four properties were probably in a better condition than the property we were going to put on the market. And we looked at how long they had been on the market, looked at the upgrades, looked at the features and said, you know, we really have to be aggressive here. And one of the questions that I asked this individual that was going to be selling was, you know, how bad do you want the new home that you've contracted for? You know, how important is it to squeeze the last dollar out of what you get for yours? Answer, I don't want to lose the home I've got under contract, which means we had to go price the property aggressively and we priced it about uh, $20,000 less than perhaps we would have priced it had we not gone out to look as a buyer would see other homes that would be competing with it. Folks, if you're thinking of selling, you want to call me. I'll be glad to meet with you, look at your property, give you an idea of what I think it will sell for, how long it will take to sell, what's needed to get it sold, whether that's a commercial property, vacant land, income-producing property, single-family, multi-family, uh, primary home that you live in. And I want to remind all of you, self-serving as it might, how to reach me. My cell phone direct line is 843-327-3017. My email address is rick at rickwillis.com. And you can always visit my website, rickwillis.com, rickwillis.com. Read about my background. Check me out. Too many people do business with realtors that are the friend in the business, someone they go to church with, someone they know, without really knowing the background of the person. If you're going to be buying, going to be selling, you've got to work with an experienced realtor. And experience does not mean they've been licensed for a certain number of years. It's how active they've been, how many transactions they've participated in. You learn the business by doing it. But right here, right now, you're listening to News Radio 94.3 WSC. We will be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Charleston. Welcome back to the second segment of today's Rick Willis Real Estate Show. We're live, we're on the air, and it's a pleasure to have you listening. I want to remind you again that this is a live call-in show, which means you can call and ask any question you want to ask about any kind of real estate, commercial property, vacant land, residential. What is it that you have an interest in? Call me right here, right now, 843-721-8255, 
800-242-8255. By the way, there's an awful lot of poor information out there about real estate. God forbid if you go on the internet and you start Googling certain things and start reading articles that are on the internet. Do you realize that most all of the articles that you'll read, and this is probably true about anything, but particularly true about real estate, the people that write the articles, they're not experts in the respective areas that they write about. They are experts at writing. So the people that write about real estate probably are out doing research on other people's articles about real estate. And then they make enough changes and, you know, put it all together and make it their own so they don't violate a copyright law of some sort. And uh, they put an article out. The problem was the information was never accurate from the beginning or it changes. For example, you go out there and you try to go to a loan calculator to see how much you can qualify for. Well, you know what? There are dozens of different types of loan programs, different income and expense ratios, different interest rates, different closing costs, different approval criterias. Uh, and, and I tell you what, there's just, I mean, there's things out there from 20, 25 years ago that are just plain out of date. They've never been updated. They've never been changed. And it's critical that you get your information firsthand from somebody who is an expert in the respective area that you want to talk, uh, talk to, or that you want to find out about. For example, again, yesterday, I was with some folks and we were talking about investing in real estate, had about an hour and a half meeting. And I was told that, uh, from one of the two individuals that I was meeting with that James Island is an excellent place to invest. And I said, well, when you mention the word excellent place to invest, are you referring to speculating or investing? And there was a long pause. Folks, there is such a thing as investing in real estate, and most people that say they're investing in real estate are really speculating in real estate. They have no idea the distinction between speculating and investing. They have no distinction between cash flow and future potential appreciation. 99 out of 100 people that buy real estate for the purpose of quote-unquote investing, purchase the wrong kind of property in the wrong area at the wrong price point at the wrong price with the wrong management. And then it doesn't turn out well or may not turn out well. And they say, this real estate stuff is for the birds. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. And I would suggest you don't do it either. Well, folks, did you really listen to what I just told you? You see, I am an expert at investing in real estate, not speculating, investing. When you speculate in real estate, you're buying a property that may at best have break-even cash flow 
and probably negative cash flow. When you take into consideration principal, interest, taxes, insurance, maintenance, repairs, vacancy, and you may or may not have property management. But people are buying it with the understanding, and I'm buying in a good area that I think will appreciate well. Okay, that's called speculating. You're buying a property that must go up a certain amount in value each year that you intend at a future date to resell and get your profit. Folks, people that understand investing don't think that way. People that really, really, and there's so few, that really understand investing buy a property that's the right kind of property. Keyword, right kind. Well, you've got a condo, you've got townhouses, you've got single family, you've got mobile homes, you've got mobile home parks, you've got multifamily, you've got commercial, you've got industrial. Uh, what is the right kind of property? So the people that really understand investing buy the right kind of property in the right area. Well, what is the right area? And I was asked that question. Well, there's a different answer maybe if what you're primarily looking for is future appreciation versus cash flow or income starting today. What is a good area? They're completely different. At the right price point, they're completely different. At the right price, completely different. With the right management, guess what? You, as the buyer, may or may not be the right person to manage your own property. Yes, there's a cost to investing and have somebody else manage it, but guess what? That other person who manages the property that you purchase may do a better job than you will. You see, most people that buy what they call investment property and manage it themselves, they do a horrible job. And one of the reasons they do a horrible job is they're way too nice. You see, in order to be a good property manager, you better have ice water flowing through your veins. And folks, that's not me. I don't manage property. I don't manage property that my wife and I own. I don't. Now, my wife does because she's far more cold and calculating than I am. And I say that that's a compliment when you're charged with the responsibility of managing property. So the person who doesn't do a good job managing property doesn't do a good job of selecting the tenant on the front end. They don't do enough due diligence. They don't do enough background checks. They don't perhaps check with the landlord or the employer. And they don't have the right written agreement. <clears throat> they may or may not get the right security deposit. And then if the person's late and they have an excuse, okay, well, uh, please get it to me next week. And then next week comes around, okay, please, hey, this is a business you're running. You know, you can't become too much friends with your tenants. Fine to have a good relationship. Do you get the point? So, yesterday I had an hour and a half conversation with some folks. 
and we talked about what never to buy and where never to buy and what kind of property they might want to consider buying and where it should be and what it should be. And then I asked, I said, well, do you intend to you know, manage this property yourself? And the answer was yes. Okay. I said, well, what if it was in a part of town that you would not feel comfortable uh, collecting the rent or checking out a repair that was needed? Would you still want to manage it? Answer, no. But what if you could buy in that part of town, pay somebody else to manage it for you, didn't have to deal with any of those issues, and you got a better cash flow than if you bought something in a nicer area where you managed it? That was a little bit of a conundrum. (laughs) Folks, can you tell I've done this before? Can you tell that I've been there and done it? Folks, I have made millions of dollars investing in real estate. And I have lost millions of dollars. See, sometimes when you lose your own money, you learn more than if you make money. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be buying any kind of real estate, you've got to work with an expert You want to work with somebody who's done it a few dozen times, a few hundred times, and maybe a thousand times. Folks, you might want to consider checking out Rick Willis. And if it's not me, make sure whomever you select to be your realtor understands what it is that you want. I ask these particular individuals, what's more important to you, income or appreciation? And obviously, it could be 50-50, it could be 60-40, 70-30. And at the end of the day, they said what's most important to them uh, was income. Got You know, I, I don't want to have negative cash flow, I want to have income. And then it became, okay, what kind of rate of return? Well, a couple hundred dollars a month based on the cash that we have to spend. And I found out the amount of cash that they had to invest And we computed it and said, okay, so you're looking for a minimum of a 5% return on dollars invested. Is that correct? Answer, correct. And we went from there. Folks, it's about time for me to take a break. But before I do self-serving again, as it might be, I want to remind all of you, I don't care if you're looking to buy or sell a rental property, income property, vacant land, commercial. This is what I do. I'm here on the radio show one hour per week. And when I'm not here, I help people buy. I help people sell. I help people invest. And I just plain provide free consultations. Even if you choose not to hire me and list your property, or if you choose not to use me as a buyer's agent, pick my brain, folks. You want always listen to someone who's been there and done it. You don't just deal with the friend, the relative, the neighbor, or the realtor that happened to be the one to sell you your home years ago. They may or may not be the best to help you today. Well, folks, you can reach me at rick at rickwillis.com, rick at rickwillis.com, or call me directly, 843-327-3017. Please visit my website, rickwillis.com. Check my background out and access every property and multiple list 
first generation from my website, rickwillis.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Charleston. Welcome back to the third segment of today's Rick Willis Real Estate Show. We're live, we're on the air, and I've got a caller. Michael, how are you? Hey there. Hey. Uh, this is Michael from Somerville. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, we've got a piece of property. It's um, right on the edge in Dorchester County, right on the edge of Somerville, uh, zoned commercial uh, neighborhood. And my question really is, uh, we bought as an investment. When do you um, know the time to turn and sell it? Um, so I just thought it might be a useful kind of general conversation topic. Okay. When do you hold it and when do you sell it? And what, <laughs> what, is, what are the markers? Very good, sir. Uh, uh, Michael, I'm going to answer your question in the context of a much broader question, and that is, what are the alternatives available to you when you buy? And in fact, I was asked a question yesterday, what's the exit strategy uh, when you purchase? And there's really four different alternatives available to anyone that purchases uh, uh, an investment property. Uh, alternative number one is you buy a property and you hold it and you get it paid for and then it provides ongoing lifetime income for you your family, your kids, your grandchildren, you put it in a trust and 100 years from now when you're dead, gone, and uh, there's still income coming in. That's one alternative called get it paid for and have constant income. Another alternative, buy a property and then when you reach a certain point where you've got a lot of equity in it and a lot of equity could be through paying down a loan or it could be through appreciation, uh, you refinance that respective property and you pull cash out of it. And I told some folks that I was meeting with yesterday that my son went to the University of Miami, very expensive school, and it cost several hundred thousand dollars to uh, have him at that respective school for the time that he was there, you know, room, board, tuition, etc. And when my son was a younger man, uh, a little guy, Um, my wife and I bought a four unit property and told him that this was going to be his college education. So we made one down payment into the respective property, one down payment, bought it. It was an income property, so it had positive cash flow. And at a certain point in time, uh, his college education needed painting. And so we let him know that, uh, the value of his college education would increase in direct proportion to how well the property was maintained. He went and got his buddies and painted the property. And uh, so long story short, this particular property, uh, when it got to uh, the point of having a lot of equity and him ready to go to college, we refinanced. We paid off the existing loan, put a new loan on the property. And what's interesting, and most people don't really get understand this is when you refinance a property, you pull tax-free cash out. And in this case, we pulled that cash out. It paid for his college education. So one, you can keep it and get paid for. Two, you can refinance the property and pull the cash out. Uh, Number three, and this is how most people think, you buy a property, it goes up a certain value 
and you sell it and you take the cash out and if it went well on the first one, you go buy another one. So that's a typical strategy, in which case if you have it for more than a year, you pay long-term capital gains. And the fourth strategy is not one that's well-known to most people, Michael, and that is uh, you buy a property, it goes up in value, and you do resell the property by choice. And you sell it with a clause in the contract that says this sale is contingent on a buyer agreeing to do a 1031 exchange. A buyer agrees to fully cooperate with such exchange at the time of closing, providing there's no cost to the buyer. And what that means is that someone can sell a property, take the cash out of the property, put it with an IRS-approved intermediary, and then buy what is called a replacement property, reinvest that money in a respective replacement property, and continue to do the same thing and pay zero income tax, no capital gains tax, no ordinary income tax, no recapture on the respective depreciation. And uh, that's an important point. So there's four different strategies there. And uh, when people are building up their portfolio, establishing and building their net worth until they reach enough income in retirement, you want to keep leveraging. The key to real estate is continuing to leverage your your money when possible. I meet somebody, people from time to time that have several million dollars and they say, why should I go out and get a loan when I've got this money sitting dormant? Well, when you've got a whole bunch of money and it's a big pile and uh, you can go out and pay cash, by all means do it. But uh, Michael, I, I, you and I have had conversations in the past and we can have more in the future. So just while I got you on the line, did you get some answers to some of those questions that we uh, talked about last time I was, uh, you and I met? Yes, yes I have. And so I look forward to our next conversation. Well, give me a holler and hopefully this segment was helpful to you as well as the other folks listening and I appreciate you. Thank you, Rick. Okay. Thank you. Okay, folks, I want you to call me. Rick Willis. Call me right here, right now. I'm live. I'm in the studio, and there is no such thing as a silly question. Call me right here, 843-721-8255-721-8255. Well, I was kind of on a roll talking about income property, investment property, speculating versus investing. And another conversation came up uh, and they said uh, how important uh, are schools when investing in real estate and again if you read the articles on internet and if you read certain people that have even written books that are not the expert of all experts um, you might say well schools are really important and you ought to make sure you're buying in a good school district That would be logical, would it not, buying in a good school district. But my answer, I think, surprised them a little bit in that what I said was, uh, why why do you care about the quality of the schools? And my question didn't make any sense in the world of logic. Of course you'd want good schools. And one of the things that I answered was, and again, counterintuitive completely, is, 
Well, what if I told you that you get the best income in areas where you don't have good schools? And maybe the areas where you have better schools, you might get good appreciation. It might be great for people buying as a homeowner occupant and may not be the same return on investment as buying a property in an area that doesn't have great schools. And again, it, certain, certain times you get this deer in a headlight look like, you see, at the end of the day, folks, here's what you're concerned about. When you invest in real estate, it should be a quantitative decision, quantity, quantitative, not qualitative, quantitative, meaning what is your return on investment going to look like? And folks, you got different ways of calculating a return on investment in real estate. And one of the things I said to these folks that I met with, and I say it to everybody I meet with, I'm just happened to be telling this story because the meeting was yesterday. So if you're listening, folks, it's not about you. It's just the principle. And one of the things that I said was, um, you never buy a condominium ever under any circumstance and call it an investment ever. Why? Well, number one, anybody who's an expert at real estate investing never buys a condo, ever. Why, you say? Answer, when you look at the condominium fees, and by the way, there's probably exceptions to the rule. I'm giving you the rule. When you have a condominium, you've got these things called condominium fees, and they're high relative to what you're going to pay for the property and the income you're generating. When you buy a condominium, you might have two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month in fees, depending upon your price point, where it is, what it is. But you're paying today for a roof that doesn't need replacing for 25 years. I mean, I live in a community. I'm not in a condo. I'm in a single family home, but we have a homeowner association. And they collect money today in my homeowner association fees for things that will not be spent for 10, 15, 20 years. And I don't really mind that because I live there. It's a nice place. I'm happy to do it. But if it's a rental property, an income property, then it should be a quantitative decision. See, there are places you can buy real estate that have great cash flow and they don't have any HOA, they don't have any condominium association fees. And am I telling you that it's not okay to have a small HOA? No, I didn't say that, but you have to take the calculator out. Okay, if I bought this property at this price and I put this much down payment, and if I look at my principal interest, taxes, insurance, maintenance, repairs, and management fee, what's my cash flow look like? It's a quantitative decision. And then, yes, of course you want to be concerned about future appreciation or growth. And that's all a part of it. Folks, it's that magic time again. We've got one more segment coming up. But you're listening to News Radio 94.3 WSC. Please make sure you copy down my contact info. Give me a holler. Let's meet for a cup of coffee. Let's meet over breakfast or lunch. And let's chat. 843-327-3017. Rick 
at rickwillis.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the final segment of today's Rick Willis Real Estate Show. We're live, we're on the air, and it's a pleasure to have you listening today. One final reminder, folks, this is the final segment of today's show. I want you to call me right here, right now, with any question about any kind of real estate. 843-721-8255. 843-721-8255. I grew up in the state of Maryland, attended the University of Maryland, lived in one house and walked to elementary school, junior high school, high school, and college. 16 years of school from the same house, walked. Never met another human being that can say that. Well, um, I came here 21 years ago, 1998. And as far as I'm concerned, there's no place like this in America. And you know what? I've traveled the whole United States from 1990 to the year 2000. I traveled the United States doing training seminars for real estate agents, teaching realtors how to help people buy, help people sell, considered a national expert at what I know. And you've got me right here in the greater Charleston area, 5,000 plus realtors, and I'm available to you also. Well, folks, Uh, this business called real estate. You know, to the average person, you, it doesn't look very complicated. You don't have to know a whole lot. If you're looking to buy, you know, you go out and you uh, find a home and you may or may not have your own real estate agent. You go buy a new construction. There's an on-site agent there. They fill out the paperwork. And you don't know what you don't know that you don't know that you don't know. You don't have a clue. Not a, not a, not, not a clue. You know, we were talking about uh, investing in real estate. And, you know, your choices when you invest in real estate are very different. It depends on whether you have $25,000 that you can commit to investing? Do you have 50,000? Do you have 100,000? Do you have 250,000? Do you have a million dollars that you can invest in real estate? And the choices vary. You know, everything that I've been talking about up to this point in the realm of investing in real estate, I'm speaking to what might be considered the majority of people listening, those of you that don't have a whole lot of liquid cash available to invest. But then again, there's a few of you listening that uh, might have a whole bunch of money. And what you never want, folks, is to have your money dormant, getting virtually nothing in return, as in money market accounts and or savings accounts or uh, certificates of deposit. That's where people put their money that don't know what to do with their money. And you need to make it work for you. Let it work for you because you can always upgrade. See, when you don't know something, it creates fear. When you know something, it creates confidence. And unfortunately, most people, you know, 
that I meet, they don't have the confidence. They don't have the information. Now, I do have the confidence. I have the information, but it's so amazing. I can suggest to somebody, you want to act on this. You want to act right now. And, you know, to some people that shows up as being a little pushy. And I happened to tell the story yesterday that when I was in the state of Maryland before I relocated to greater Charleston area, and I was selling real estate there, I had one investor. And this, please understand, this is pre-internet. You know, we didn't, weren't able to do what we do today. But this was back in the 80s. And uh, I had one investor that had so much confidence in me that I had several signed contracts. He had signed a blank contract. He had a deposit check written. And in my drawer, I kept a contract with his signature on it with a check written for the deposit. Because when the right property came along, Dan and I had an understanding. I would pick up the phone. I would call Dan. And in that era, I would usually fax him some information about the respective property that came on the market. And Dan and I had a real understanding that if this was a good deal, Rick, write the contract, submit the offer. I'll look at the property later. And you might say, that sounds kind of foolish. Well, you see, there's a little bit more to it than that. Dan knew that in every contract we would ever submit on any property, and by the way, what I'm about to say is true today for anybody I represent here in the greater Charleston area also. There'd be a clause in the contract or an addendum that would say this contract is subject to the buyer performing their due diligence. And the word due diligence means that you get to check out the property. You get to read the leases if it's in fact a property that has uh, tenants already in it that you get to do an inspection of the property. You can find out about the schools. You can find out about uh, any respective issues with the property, the neighborhood, the area, after you have it off the market for sale. Said differently, somebody who really understands the real estate business, who understands the importance of speed. You see, this is not like buying a stock, folks. This is not like buying a mutual fund. This is not like buying a car. Yeah, there'll always be another property come on the market, but not where this one is, in this condition, at this price. And if you knew you could write a contract, a purchase agreement, write an offer, if you will, and be the first one to get the offer to the seller, oftentimes through the listing broker, and you had the opportunity of taking it off the market and then looking at the inside, then doing your due diligence, then, 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 wouldn't that make sense to do it that way? 
if you understood the realtor you're working with, the contract you were signing, the due diligence uh, clause was a part of what you were signing, you do it afterwards. Folks, the magic of real estate. You know what? It's easy to get a 15 to 25% annual return on investment in real estate. Easy and safe. Safe and easy. You got to have the right realtor helping you, folks. Folks, that music in the background means that I'm being told that I got, at this present time, less than one minute on air. I hope you appreciate it today. hope you enjoyed it. I help people buy primary homes, income property, investment property, commercial, vacant land. If I can help you in any way, call me. If you've got a property that you want to sell, any kind of real estate, a business, commercial, income property, your primary home, secondary home, call me. I'm right here in the local Charleston area. I'm an expert at what I do. Reach out to me, 843-327-3017. Email me, rick at rickwillis.com. Visit my website, folks, rickwillis.com, rickwillis.com. Check out my background, please. You can access every property in multiple lists. Look forward to talking with you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.